again, and welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Zulovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor at Subprime Auto Finance News and Auto Fin Journal. For this episode of the podcast, pleased to welcome back Doug Marone, who is the president and chief executive officer of Nicholas Financial. Doug, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for making time for us. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's uh, good to be here. Well, first and, and foremost, the the times that, that we are in, uh, most importantly, how are you and your family and friends feeling nowadays? Uh, th- thanks for asking. I got to say, everyone's doing pretty well. Thank you. Uh, we've been fortunate overall. I think like most folks, we've had our share of COVID cases uh, in our family and our personal network and, and even throughout our employee population. But but thankfully, we've avoided any sort of serious cases, no dire outcomes or anything like that. So um, we, we are, we're fortunate. We're doing well. Hopefully the same is true with you. It, it is that that's so great to hear. And, and yes, that the, the feeling is is likewise and, and very blessed in, in that regard, to, to say the least. Well, well, certainly uh, the, the past 10 months or so, as, as you referenced, have been uh, memorable, to, to say the least. Uh, looking from a high level as a, as a president and CEO of a finance company, just what has this time frame uh, been like for you from, from a leadership and, and operational perspective? Sure, sure. And it's hard It's hard to believe it's been 10 to 12 months, right? I remember uh, back in March and April, it was 14 days to, to stop the curve. And uh, and here we are <laughs> 12 months later, and that, that, that flattened, flattened curve didn't really uh, happen for a while. But, but, you know, it's really been a myriad of things, Nick, depending on, on the when. Uh, early on back in March uh, last year, it was really about just dealing with the unknown, avoiding panic throughout our, our, our network and our employees and, and reacting to the ever-changing environment as best we could uh, and, and all that that meant. But as it became more and more clear that this was a longer-term situation, it was actually easier uh, for me and us as a management team to navigate and manage through the, the, the environment. Uh, obviously, safety and the well-being of our employees, dealer partners, and borrowing customers was always the number one priority. So we, like like most everyone else, I believe, developed protocols and took additional measures to ensure we we're delivering on that priority. But for us, it was really beyond that. Uh, for us, or, or at least for me, it was important to stay focused on providing our services and executing our businesses no matter what the circumstance. So we refused to let this uh, pandemic keep us down, let alone put us out. Uh, we were fortunate because as in every state we operated in, we were considered an essential business. So we were not only allowed to remain open, but we were encouraged to do so. So with, with some changes to our operations, tweaks to our office environments, and then uh, some adjustments to how we did our day-to-day, we were able to remain open, help our customers manage their accounts, and keep servicing our dealers so they, they in turn, could run their businesses. Uh, so every day it seems to present a new challenge for us, obviously, but our our employees are awesome and have really answered the call. They have adjusted to the changes we've made. They've found ways to get it done, and our customers and dealers are enjoying the benefits of that. So uh, from a high level, I think it was really just monitoring the situation day in and day out, uh, reacting quickly to uh, uh, anything that, that, that warranted a quick reaction, but staying focused on, on good, solid operations and, and trying to avoid panic and, and overreaction as best we could. Our special guest for this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast is Doug Marone, who is the President and Chief Executive Officer 
of Nicholas Financial, and and so so glad to hear uh, operationally, uh, it's it's been it's been good for for the company, and here in 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 recent days, you've shared the the performance of the third quarter in your in your current fiscal year, and being able to continue to build a, a strong portfolio while mitigating losses uh, without, without completely giving away your playbook, of course, just how have you been able to, to accomplish uh, those successes, uh, not only a strong portfolio, but mitigating losses as well? Well, I think the entire industry has uh, recognized and realized much, much better results than had originally been expected when this all started. So, so we're fortunate in that um, our industry has has not suffered as greatly as other industries have, and not nearly uh, to the extent that that many thought it would 10, 11 months ago. But I got to tell you, times like these really prove the Nicholas model the best. We, we experienced a similar phenomenon way back in uh, the financial crisis of 08 and 09, where a lot of others in the industry suffered and, and the business models kind of fell apart, where we, we actually posted our best years in, in 09 and, and 2010 because of our common sense approach and our local presence and our, and our solid relationships with both our borrowing customer and our, and our dealer partners. Basically, we provide financing for primary transportation to and from work for the subprime borrower. So, so we're not financing luxury units or secondary rides or weekend drivers. We finance the vehicles our customers need to get through their day successfully. So our loans are typically smaller than our competitors. Uh, we have an average amount financed that's around 10 grand, not 15 or 20. Our terms are shorter and our payments are much less. I mean, our average payment's about $300. So even in the face of economic hardship, our customers can usually afford to maintain this very important account that provides them access to reliable transportation. On top of that, our local branch office and every market we serve helps us provide that ultra-personal level of service to our customers, even when they're electing to call in instead of visit in person. Uh, we have these great relationships with our customers, so they know we are there to help in any way we can, and the same is true for our dealer partners. Sure, some of our customers benefited from the stimulus checks and, in some cases, the enhanced unemployment benefits, but ultimately, uh, we, we credit our business model and the way we execute our operations as it's tailor-made for navigating uncertain and, and difficult times. Very good. Well, as you, as you referenced uh, just a moment ago, stimulus checks, enhanced unemployment, uh, just the overall economy is 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 facing its challenges, and understandably sure. so. Uh, from from a broad perspective, uh, within uh, auto financing as a whole, and then maybe within uh, subprime too, just how how do you see uh, credit availability? Uh, for consumers trending going forward, uh, what economic elements might might be in play to, to impact uh, that ingredient in financing just from from an overall perspective and then within subprime too how do, how do you see uh, credit availability trending uh, as we go along here? Sure uh, thank you for that I you know what it's, it's kind of interesting when it, when it comes to the subprime market and that subprime customer, I really do not foresee any drastic changes. You know, our typical customer earns between 35 and 50 grand a year. Uh, oftentimes, it's the subprime customer who's the first to get laid off just due to the nature of their, their employment. But they're also some of the first to regain unemployment. We saw that happen over the last year. A lot of our customers did uh, receive furloughs or layoffs early on, but they're also uh, 
pretty quick to regain employment, if not in their original field, at least another one. It's a lot easier to replicate a 40 grand a year income than it is 75 or 100 or more. So the story is much different for the prime and near prime customer, I think. Many customers in those credit bands suffered more materially uh, throughout this pandemic. Uh, and in that enhanced unemployment did not cover all of their bills. It did not replicate their income. And regaining employment has proven to be much more difficult for that 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 level of, of employment and that level of, of customers. So I imagine we'll see actually an influx of new subprime borrowers in the coming 12 to 24 months as a result of this pandemic uh, because those customers now may have fallen out of prime or near prime status as they, they manage necessity bills versus luxury bills. Uh, and, and I also think the prime lenders are probably going to be a little more cautious, giving a little bit more access to us near prime and subprime lenders uh, to, to service those folks. Closing moments here with Doug Marone, who is the president and chief executive officer of Nicholas Financial. And and, and certainly, Doug, a, another topic that's been uh, top of mind beyond the pandemic and, and credit availability and, and those type of things is, is also fraud and, and how it can um, impact the industry as a whole and, and, and various other service providers. Just how much of a concern uh, do you see fraud, especially with, with how much can and, and is completed digitally nowadays, just is no right. doubt a lot of things could potentially keep you up at night. Uh, where where right. does fraud rank on that list? Oh, gosh, fraud is fraud is fraud is fraud. Nick, it's been around forever and, and it has gotten so sophisticated uh, now more than ever as well. And it, and it really has reached a peak over the last six months, I think, um, you know, over the last several years, synthetic IDs and, and a whole bunch of sophisticated fraud has developed. And, and as you mentioned, with the advent of online and digital replication of pay stubs and, and driver's license and, and other fraudulent proofs, it's been very, very uh, important to monitor that. It's, it's a very real concern and will be forever, probably. Fortunately, with the combination of some very sophisticated automated tools, uh, you know, vendor partners with uh, artificial intelligence and, and, and fraud detection, Coupled with just good old-fashioned common sense underwriting and funding protocol, I mean, if it if it if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. If it doesn't look quite right, it's probably not. Uh, and we employ that hands-on uh, common sense approach on top of all those other tools that many of us in the industry are using. Uh, and as a result, we've been able to mitigate the impact of fraud in our portfolio fairly well. But it is an ongoing problem. It's always going to be there. We're always going to re- be reviewing our processes. Because as we find one way to detect and uncover fraud, the bad guys keep developing new ways to try and slip stuff past us. So it's never any cycle. But um, fortunately, there are a lot of tools out there to uh, to help us uh, offset that, and mitigate that problem. Very good. Again, that's Doug Marone, President and Chief Executive Officer of Nicholas Financial. Doug, it's been it's been great to catch up. Uh, congratulations on on all the recent successes and, and all the best uh, for you and the entire team going forward. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having us on. And if you've missed any of our past episodes of the podcast, simply just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box on our homepage to find our library of past episodes. For fellow hosts, Bill Zedites and Joe Overby, as well as our executive producer, Matt Rice, I'm Nick Zulovich. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.